Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we are going to be speaking about presenting treatment options to parents on the Myopia Podcast. Optometric Insights Media proudly presents the Myopia Podcast, where we give you the latest myopia research, clinical topics, and industry insights. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of our awesome myopia content. And now to our host, a massive myopia manager himself, Dr. David Kading. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, excited to get to speak with you today. Today, we're doing an episode where it's just me, and I'm sharing a little bit of my clinical experience on how we go about presenting treatment options to parents. Now, if we get a room of people uh, just discussing how to do this, we would come up with even better ideas than I have. But it's a frequent question I get asked, particularly around the question of how do we implement myopia management into the option is into the offices. How do, you, how do you convince parents to move forward? This is uh, maybe a, a more expensive treatment than what they get with, uh, with their insurance. It's a, you know, kind of a, a difficult challenge to go about doing this. So um, the first of four things that I'm going to be mentioning today is to, uh, is, is to share the goals that you have. And that's an important thing for the child to be involved in that as well. And discussing with the kiddo, you know, you've, uh, your prescription has been changing and is that frustrating? And, you know, what, what, what do you experience with your vision? And, you know, kids may, may just kind of be adaptable and they may not notice, but <clears throat> when you can share with them or show them up front how good their vision could be with an improved vision correction, a lot of times they want to move forward with that. And a kid who's maybe a little bit older might say, you know, it, it has been frustrating. I go three or six months and then I, I start to notice that my vision gets a little bit blurry and uh, it's kind of frustrating. And then I get new glasses and it's really good. And they may not even really be able to articulate that. But from, from a kid's perspective and from a parent's perspective, <clears throat> having to change glasses all the time because your vision is getting blurry, the quality of life when it's not as clear can really be a bothersome for, for families. So sharing that that's a goal for the kid, sharing with the, with the parent that our goal is to try to reduce the progression. We're not going to stop progression altogether, but we really are, tr are trying to uh, level off that curve of growth. Um, all growth charts show children's growth uh, trajectory, and we do anticipate axial length growing, even in embotropes it does that. And that may mean that they have a higher prescription three, five years from now than they do today. But what would that look like if they didn't? And for that, I like to bring up different growth charts that are available. Cooper Vision has one. I know there's one available on the Brian Holden uh, website. <clears throat> and you can look one up online and even show uh, parents what that looks like. So that's an important thing and telling the parent our goal also is that someday if your kid wants to have a refractive surgery or something like that, uh, they can move forward and do that. But it's easier to do that when the prescription is lower. And then I'll tell them but that I have a goal as well and that my goal is to keep the eyeball as small as we can keep it because as the eyeball continues to get bigger, then there's a lot of stretching of the tissue that's inside the eye. And so an, as a doctor, I want you to function well, but I also want to reduce the risks of developing diseases down the road. 
And that's not always the parent's main objective because uh, they don't really know what those are, but I share with them that those are my goals. And so each of us may have a goal that's a little bit different than the other, but we're all aiming towards the same outcome. And so I'll share that with them that if we don't proceed forward, that there are greater risks. And those risks would include whatever they may be, depending upon the child and their refractive error outcome. So those are important things to get started is to share the goals. Um, second is to consider the child. And uh, the, the, uh, the, the big part about this is to discuss who this kid is, considering how old they are, considering the things that they're involved in. Um, many of our patients have, uh, you know, have come to us and start in their myopia journey when they're seven, eight, nine, or 10. And that's a, typical for a lot of practices. In a referral-based practice, we get kids who are three, four, or five that are myopic. And how I approach that child and that parent is very different than how I approach the 10-year-old. Uh, most of those kids that are in the younger age demographics who are pre-myopes or are heading towards myopia we'll simply use a treatment of atropine for them. And usually we use a high concentration of atropine. And those are kids that we don't think are going to be able to go into glasses or go into contact lenses. We put them in glasses, but go into a contact lens option yet. And so that's an important aspect. We may have children who do a lot of swimming. We have you know several kids in our practice who are very competitive swimmers. So for that reason, myopia management with orthokeratology tends to be a great option for them. And there's some families where the parent is just so adverse to putting in a lens while a kid sleeps at night. Maybe they themselves had uh, a problem with that, or they just are opposed to overnight wear. And so we'll talk about soft contact lenses, what that looks like. But then we also discuss with the parent about what that would look like at school and that they may need to bring a pair of glasses with them. They may need to have a spare uh, set of contact lenses. And if the child is so young that they can't do insertion removal on their own, then maybe soft lenses are not the most ideal solution for them. So we walk, work through those. And depending on when you're li listening to this, we may or may not have spectacle lenses available to us. And that's a whole nother group. Uh, right at the time of this recording, we don't have spectacle lenses available in the United States, but that would be a different discussion. And you'll see a podcast when we have uh, discussed how to talk about that with parents. The next thing is discussing the different treatment possibilities. So sharing with the parents uh, about what the advantages are and the disadvantages of the different treatments. So for example, what are the, uh, what, are, what are the positives of atropine and what are the negatives of atropine? What are the, the potential things that we would see with an orthokeratology with overnight wear? What are we excited about with the FDA approval here in the United States of my site or wherever you may live? What are the advantages of those? And how do these different treatment options work with the studies? And we'll show them the, the charts that are available for the various different studies and how they work to slow down the progression of myopia. One thing I always like to share with parents is that these studies, the child went into the study and didn't leave the study unless they dropped out. Uh, but stayed with that treatment. And so if their child had been in that study and they were really showing good uh, slowing of progression, they would be included. But if they're as a child, if they were still showing progression, 
they would still stay in the study as well. And so if we did that in clinical practice, we would see that they were still progressing and we would alter it. So studies always tend to underestimate the true effect of the treatment because of how they have to be run. So discussing the different treatment modalities and the treatment options that are available. And then the last thing is reviewing the risks. And I share with parents that, uh, you know, these treatment options are certainly worth the risk. And uh, the, there's risks of eye infections. There's risk of the dilation or the uh, accommodative issue with the atropine. There are risks with overnight uh, wear and with wearing a contact lens and ending up sleeping in it or swimming in it if it's a soft lens. And those risks are real, but we've seen that the risks to slow down the progression certainly make it worthwhile. And we also share with the family that if at any time anything is happening with the eye that's causing the eye to be red, painful, uncomfortable, or irritated, that the child is to come into the office right away in the morning and uh, we can get them scheduled. Now, certainly that doesn't happen very often, but if the parent needs to keep the kid out of school for an hour or two for us to check to make sure it's okay, then we will. And knock on wood, we have not had any major complications with our myopia management patients. Um, they've, they've tend to take care of their, their soft lenses very well. Most of them are in daily disposables. They tend to you know, manage their orthokeratology lenses very, very well. And uh, except for the occasional lost lens or they break a lens, we don't usually hear too many problems with that. We do hear about some risks and some concerns with uh, with wearing, uh, utilizing atropine where they may have some light sensitivity and so forth. And then we manage that by reducing the effect of it. So talking with the parents about those risks in a very brief, uh, brief conversation. And one thing I'd encourage you to do is consider making a video, a frequently asked uh, question video for families about myopia management so that you could have that video sent out to the parent ahead of time, uh, or you could send it out to them after in case they come up with any additional questions, because they do have a lot of questions because this is something they've never heard of in many cases. And if they have heard of it, maybe their friend is able to give them some good insight. So I wanted to just briefly review presenting treatment options to parents, the uh, sharing the goals that everybody has, considering the child, the activities that they have, their age, discussing the different treatment options and how that would work for the activities that the parent and, and the kiddo does, and then reviewing the risks. And then at that point, I then say, what other questions do you have? And we leave it just open so that they can come up with a question. And then we share with them, well, we'd be happy to go ahead and get lenses ordered today or to fit you with lenses today. Uh, is that something you'd be interested in? And pause and let them answer a question. And then if they say, you know, we're going to need to discuss this with the finances and so forth. I say, perfect. That makes great sense. Probably a wise decision to have that conversation with your spouse and then say to them, when would be a good time for us to follow up with you? And that way they know that we're intending to do it. They're finding that is a, you know, that there is a day that we're going to be reaching back out to them. And uh, if they say, well, you know, we'll go ahead and call you. I'll say, great. When should we expect to hear from you by? 
that way we can follow up with you. It, you know, things get busy and we just want to make sure that we're following up with them. And then the last thing is if, if they decide to not move forward with myopia management, there was probably a reason why you recommended it. They're leaving your office having no treatment most of the time. And if they decide that they don't want to move forward with a myopia management treatment, we say, perfect. Let's make sure we get those glasses updated so that you aren't undercorrected because we know that that can actually cause the progression of myopia to happen faster. So let's bring you back into the office, get the glasses updated, and then we'll get you scheduled back to check to see how the progression is going. And we'll do that in about three months. In my office, we have an axial length measuring device. So we're able to do that. And that's the best way to do it. But if you don't have that machine, simply monitoring the refractive error is a good way to go. So with that, I'll, I'll leave it at that for how to present treatment options to parents. I'd love to hear some things that you do better, how you've been effectively uh, doing that. If you would share that on social media with me, you can DM me or leave it in a post with me. Um, I'd love to hear your perspectives. If you do me a huge favor and uh, subscribe to the podcast and share the information with other people who you know that do myopia, it'd be a great way to grow our channel and help other people that are in myopia. Uh, in myopia management. So thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again next time. This podcast was brought to you by Optometric Insights Media. If you enjoy our content, please leave a five-star review and don't forget to subscribe for more great episodes.